Welcome everybody to the very first edition of MMA DFS Thursdays. This is your host, Brandon Mitchell. You know me online as bmitchell82. And this is a reboot of sorts. So I used to run this podcast of about three years ago, and I ran it alongside my two buds, uh, Chris Dow and Ryan Ridge. Uh, Chris is no longer with us, though shout out to Chris, I hope he's doing well. Uh, Ridge is a busy man, and he will chime in on occasion in the group and give his thoughts on certain cards, but uh, hopefully we can get him on the podcast in the future. Um, I'm going to keep this very first podcast really short and sweet, uh, because it's a tough card. I I personally recommend we fade... uh, most cash in this uh this is really good for like vegas odds in terms of like if you wanted to like go down and put in a parlay on a couple of fights but when it comes to building you know a a six winner dfs gpp takedown man this is a tough one uh most ufc regional events are uh got lucky two weeks ago uh we are one and one since i have come back into the fold but the one was a big one uh made some good tips thanks group um, real quick, shout out to DFS Prime Lineups, our host for this podcast, and my home away from home in the virtual world. Uh, if you are interested in joining our group, use promo code PRIME10, that's P-R-I-M-E-1-0 at DFSPrimeLineups.com. You will receive 10% off your first month with our group. We use the Discord app, and there is a ton. We cover all stick and ball sports. Uh, We cover golf. We cover NASCAR. I've got MMA with a couple other guys. And we would love to have you join the group. So if you are sick of building lineups and losing money, then join the group. I think a big truck just drove by. That's the downside of living in an apartment. I uh, just relocated to... Austin, Texas from Northern California, and I am loving the fact that I finally have a studio. Um, with that said, like I said, uh, short and sweet, we're going to jump right in on this thing. The first fight of the night is Zabit Magomed Sharapov versus Calvin Cater. Uh, we're going to go top to bottom. This is my second time actually recording this, and I went well over an hour, so I'm looking at uh, trying to get this thing in the 30-minute range, so I apologize if I go a little long-winded here for the first podcast, but keep in mind, uh, beware of cash, take a couple of flyers in GPPs, but do not spend a bunch of your money. If you are a Prime member, save that cash for football on Sunday. Um, and I think there's some good NBA coming up, and I know today is going to be a good NHL day for us. So uh, jumping right in, like I said, uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov versus Calvin Cater. Uh, Zabit is 17 and one. Calvin Cater is 20 and three. And uh, I'm not usually uh, someone who condones taking both sides of a main event uh, in cash often, but if you are going to build a cash lineup for this highly volatile card, then yeah, taking both sides kind of makes sense. Uh, I, I like Zabit to win the fight. But I think Cater is very live here. Uh, in a loss, he could put up the kind of volume that I thought Nate Diaz would put in last week. So, uh, you know, a little bit safer here. Uh, I know Cater has that loss to uh, Henato Moicano. Um, but outside of that, I mean, he's been finishing, folks. His last two wins are both finishes against high-level guys. He has a win over Shane Burgos by TKO in the third round. And last week, Shane Burgos was the highest-priced fighter on DK. So... 
uh, if you're going to take anybody in a loss, it, it should be Cater. I mean, for the money, I think he's like 7,100. But uh, Zippy, make no mistake, is supposed to win this fight. Um, next up, we've got Alexander Volkov versus the uh, very controversial Greg Hardy. Um, my my opinion on this fight, I'm trying like when I do these podcasts, I try to be as unbiased as possible. But it's really really hard to not be biased against a guy like Greg Hardy. He's done nothing but make terrible waves in the UFC since he joined. He either smashes tomato cans that have no business being in the octagon at all, or he does something stupid. I mean, just go back and watch his last fight versus Ben Sassoli. Whoever in the history of the UFC thought it was okay to bring an inhaler in between rounds. I blame his coaching staff more than I blame him. He's at a very reputable gym at ATT. Uh, how they thought that that was legal. I mean, they make, they they train world champions, you know? Like, you don't see Kamaru Usman using uh, an inhaler between, you know, championship rounds or late in a fight. You don't you don't see Ioane and Jacek using an inhaler. I mean, oh, my God, I just I can't get over it. It really, like, irks me how dumb this human is. And, and it's nothing to do with anything other than fight IQ. You know, he, he's young in the sport. He's got a lot to learn. He's 5-1 five, five and one with one no contest. So technically you could say he's 5-2 and two, or you could say he's 6-1. and one. I mean, he did win the fight against Ben Sassoli, but it, oh, it's tough. So uh, my pick for this fight is going to be Volkov by TKO in the second round. I think that uh, Hardy is going to blame it on travel. He's going to, like, brush it off like he did the UFC a favor by stepping up and taking this fight on short notice. But... I think he's going to be wild and crazy in the first round, and Volkov is going to be smart, and he's going to dodge it. And in the second round, he's going to get a tight plum, and he's going to throw a knee up the middle, and we're going to finally see Hardy fold like we've been hoping for. And since it's in Russia at a weird time, no one's really going to see it unless it goes viral. Uh, But, you know, overall, when you're talking about pricing, yeah, does Greg Hardy have a chance to knock him out in one round? Of course he does. The dude hits like a Mack truck. He's got freak athleticism. So I'm going to go with uh, Greg Hardy and maybe one or two GPP uh, flyers just to fit in like, you know, the possibility of winning a tournament. But this is this is such a hard week to win a GPP of any kind. But somebody's got to win, right? Uh, Still, my pick is going to be Volkov in that fight. Next up, we have Danny Roberts versus Zalim Amadiev, and this fight is at welterweight. Amadiev is coming off a loss to Max Griffin, who actually is not that bad of a fighter. I mean, he has a he has a win over Mike Perry. He, uh, you know, obviously he's got the win over uh, Amadiev, and Danny Roberts is a guy who kind of gets knocked out a lot. So the fact that he's traveling, I mean, it's not as bad as like Americans or Brazilians, but he's traveling from England and he's sixteen and five, and when he loses, he gets knocked out. So if you're if you're gonna pick somebody that's a higher priced fighter, I, I think Amadiev is a is a strong possible candidate for a first round finish. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Amadiev in this fight. Though uh, Roberts could make things interesting. It's just hard to hard to really say. Just like the re- it's the whole reason why that this is a highly volatile card and it's a tough card to actually throw money at. So I won't be going huge, but I will have Amadiev in quite a few lineups. Um, Next up, we have uh, Kadis Ibragimov versus Short Fuse, Ed Herman. And Ed Herman's been in the UFC for like 14 years. I mean, he either wins a firefight or gets knocked dead. 
Like, I've seen a couple of Ed Herman losses where the dude looks dead. I mean, like Gregor Gillespie last week versus uh, Kevin Lee. You know, that kind of dead. So, uh, Ibrahimov, uh, he, he's famous for losing with one second left on the clock to the Bear Jew, Paul Craig, uh, after dominating that fight. Uh, you know, I, th- I like to think that the, the, the ship has been righted at this point, and at 8-1, and one, he's early in his career. Ed Herman is 24-14, and 14, and this is a huge away game for him. I, I think there's a chance Ed Herman finally gets retired in this fight, so... Even though uh, Cadiz is a, is a fairly large favorite, um, I think he might actually be worth the money. So if that's the case, then, you know, just, just scrolling down into this and, and seeing exactly where they've got him priced, it's like, excuse me, apologies. At 8,800 in comparison to, like, the five fighters that's above him, uh, excuse me, I looked at the wrong one he's actually 8700 so at 8700 there's even more value there uh, i think that he's a pretty strong candidate uh to get a finish here finally in his uh, ufc career uh ed herman i would love to take a knockout flyer on him but since i'm not betting very much money i really can't justify putting some of that money on ed herman uh so yeah let's just go ahead with the local boy here and assume that this is a squash match which it very much well is. Uh, next up on the card, we have Anthony Rocco Martin, the artist formerly known as Tony Martin, going up against Razman Imeev. And this could be a really fun fight. Um, it could be a fadeable fight, or it could be one that produces like a, a freak finish of sorts. It just depends on what version of Anthony Rocco Martin shows up. The guy is trying so hard to make a name for himself. Uh, when he's on the mic, he reminds me a lot of James Vick, you know, like wanting to be in that upper tier, wanting to talk his way into that upper tier. But he, he's borderline cringeworthy. And uh, I think Emiv is a fairly strong fighter at 18-3. and three. Um, Overall in his UFC career, I mean, Tony Martin's been in for a while, but uh, Emiv is 3-0 and in the UFC, all decision wins. He even has a decision win over Sam Alvey, which, I mean, Sam Alvey throws up no volume. And if you, if you go through his record, I mean, it's a lot of decisions, a couple of TKOs, KOs here and there. He's got a couple of submissions. So, I mean, he does have a chance to get a finish. But overall, if you're just going off of his uh, body of work, yeah, he plays it fairly safe. And, uh, you know, even in the UFC, his three fights outside of Sam Alvey, he beat Alberto Mina by decision. He beat uh, Stefan Sekulik by decision. I'm, if I'm taking anybody, I'm taking uh, Anthony Rocco Martin as an underdog to put up decent volume in a loss. And, and Martin, you know, priced at, uh, where is he priced at? I mean, he's at 7800 So if you're in that weird middle, bottom middle part of the pricing, you know, if you're trying to be below, you know, 80, 8300 I mean, it's not a bad choice there. So I... Uh, Anthony Rocco Martin in a loss to fill a roster. Yes, even a win. Meh, I'm not really feeling it. Another decision win doesn't really go for me. I mean, we're looking for finishes here. We want that 100 points per fighter. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade the majority of that fight. Let's see here. Next up, we have Shamil Gazmatov versus Clydeson Abreu. Clydeson Abreu at 15-3. I mean, I thought he was going to be a better fighter in the UFC than he really is. 
But he's got some, even in his losses, he's lost to a couple other guys on this card. And Shamil is an up-and-coming 13-0 fighter, uh, yet to make his debut in the UFC. His last two fights were in PFL, and he, he beat some guys that were, like, prospects from years and years ago in the UFC, like, you know, eight, nine years ago, maybe five, six. I don't know. When was Eddie Truck Gordon relevant? When he won the Ultimate Fighter and then not after that. But, I mean, Gasmatov. He, he can finish. He's got a record full of submissions, a couple of TKOs, but since he's been in the UFC, or excuse me, he hasn't fought in the UFC, but his last three victories have been uh, decisions, even as a split decision win over Rodney Wallace. So I, I'm going to err on the side of fading this card, or excuse me, fading this fight. But if you're going to take Gazatov, uh, Gazatov, uh, why can't I say that? I am not going to win a linguistics award for calling this card, okay? Let's just be clear. <laughs> uh, but based on pricing, because that's when it comes to DK, everything is based on pricing. Uh, Gazmatov is, is uh, Gamzatov. Okay, it's Gamzatov. I really hate when they do these cards. Anyway, at 8900 Eh. Gosh, I'm looking at the other price fighters around him. I mean, you go up 200 bucks and you get Zabit. You go down 100 bucks and you've got Amadeev, who I already think is going to get a finish. So uh, I think uh, Gamzatov is fadeable here. Uh, let's see. Next up on the card, we have Magomed Ankliev versus Dalcha Lungiambula. And this is the highest-priced fighter versus the lowest-priced fighter fight. And I think Dolce's live. I mean, two weeks ago, we saw Stevie Ray at 6,900 get a win. And Dolce, get, I mean, if he's going to win, it's going to be by knockout. And I, I know Ankliev is the highest-priced fighter for a reason, it being a home game. Uh, but Dolce finishes people. You know, I mean, you look at his his first fight in the UFC was a TKO in the third round against uh, Daquan Townsend, uh, Daquan Townsend, and then you go down and it's like finish, finish. He does have one loss by a rear naked choke, but I don't necessarily think Magomed's going to go out there and try to choke him out at home. Uh, Magomed uh, Ankleev is famous for being the guy who got triangle choked by Paul Craig with one second left on the clock in his UFC debut. He did go on to get a head kick finish in his next fight after that and then beat the aforementioned uh, Clytus and Abreu in his last fight. But overall, uh, I think uh, Dolce is live here as the lowest-priced fighter, and I'll be taking a couple of flyers on him. But I'll also be taking a couple of flyers on Ankliev too, and, and that's what's weird about uh, MMA DFS. Sometimes you got to take both sides in different lineups, and even though you're contradicting yourself, if you're trying to win a GPP, this is like the one sport where doing this makes sense. I mean, maybe tennis, it comes in close with the same type of strategy, but I like to, I like to throw a bunch of darts at the wall and see what sticks, you know, because when you're, when you're coming down to the wire, there's only a couple of fights left on the card, and you have wins, and all of a sudden it's either or. One lineup will cash, one lineup might win. 
So let, let's just see how things play out overall. But uh, I think uh, Dolch is live as the largest underdog. I mean, he's got the potential to finish, and that's what you're looking for in MMA. You're looking at people with the potential to finish, win or lose. I have no regrets last week with uh, taking Johnny Walker against Corey Anderson, even though the result was reverse. You know, on paper, I mean, the majority of people thought Johnny Walker was going to do something spectacular and finish Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson just showed up last week. You know, same thing with Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. I mean, Gillespie was one of the highly touted prospects that the UFC has been, you know, slowly climbing the ranks. They gave him a big name in Kevin Lee, and Kevin Lee kicked him in the head and killed him. I mean, go watch the GIF on that fight. It is just insane. But uh, that's neither here nor there this week. It's a fresh week, and we're trying to make money. Next up, we have the... I don't know how you want to... When it comes to Rustam Habilov, you know, you thought he was going to be Khabib before Khabib was Khabib. And then, you know, he got up into the higher levels of competition. He fought guys like Ben Henderson, and, and it just didn't work out for him. You know, and Rustam Habilov plays it safe. I mean, if he's up two rounds, he'll backpedal in the third with a, you know, cheeky smile on his face like a douche. And uh, he's going up against a guy named uh, Sergei Kondushenko, and I, I don't even know who his gym is. I mean, it's, it's called Industrials. But he's a local boy from Russia. He's 1-0 in the UFC. He has a decision win over uh, Rostem Akman at the uh, Swedish event that happened back in June between Gustafsson and Smith. Um, but he's got some questionable losses on his record. I mean, anytime you've got a finished loss to Benny Alloway, I, I'm having a hard time picking you for DFS. I mean, just go back and watch the Tough Smashes season, the, the, um, the one that Robert Whitaker won, and watch Benny Alloway. And you think, man, if you lost to this guy, then it's, it's tough. Just take my word for it. If you haven't seen it, it's tough. So I think uh, Rustam Habilov gets a decision win here, and it's kind of a boring one. Low output. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that there's probably not going to be a finish in this fight. All right. Next up, we have Carl Roberson, the ever-exciting Carl Roberson, going up against Roman Kopilov. I love Carl Roberson, but the man fights for excitement and glory and not for victories. You know, he tries crazy things and he tries to go for crazy submissions and he throws wild punches and kicks and he's there to entertain. He'd rather win $50,000 uh, in a performance of the night bonus for a loss than get a cheap win, which is great from a fan's perspective. But when you're talking about DFS and you're, and you're talking about, you know, trying to take down a GPP uh, or make money in cash, it, it's going to be hard to take Roberson in this one. And he's going up against an undefeated prospect in Roman Kopilov. Uh, Kopilov is making his UFC debut, and all of his fights, except for his very first one, are KO-TKO finishes. I mean, he, he beat his last opponent by a body shot in the fourth round, and then he has another stoppage. Uh, by Dr. Stoppage as a KO before that. I mean, the guy finishes people, you know, and if he doesn't finish people, he beats you down. I mean, anytime you get corner stoppages and you can't get off the stool, that means you took a lot of volume. So I think uh, Roman Kopilov in this one, uh, I, I, he's got to get the win here, and I like the price on him. I mean, he's 8,300, and I, I think at home uh, against an exciting fighter that is probably looking at this as a paycheck more than an opportunity to win, I'm taking Kopilov. I love Roberson. He's super fun. Could get a finish. Definitely has a chance, but I like Kopilov here. Let's see. Uh, three fights left on the card. The next one is Abubakar Nurmagomedov. Yes, they are related. 
he is related to Khabib. Brother, cousin, I can't remember. I don't care enough to look. He's going up against David Zawada, who, David Zawada is just low tier. You know, he's in the UFC for whatever reason. I, I think he started off on one of the other regional cards that they had that was over in Europe. I mean, he's from Germany. He's 0-2 in the UFC. I think he was on one of the Tufts, uh, if I remember correctly. There's been so many fights. I've seen every fight in the UFC ever, probably twice. And uh, David Zawada is not memorable. He's 16 and five. He's got a good record. He's you know he's a good kickboxer. But uh, Abubakar Nurmagomedov is going to grapple the shit out of him. So I'm going to put my money on Nurmagomedov. The problem is he's the second highest priced fighter on the card. Uh, so at 9,300, um, you got to bet on the finish. You know you got to hope that he tries to go out there and get it. So I think there's a better chance that he gets it. Than some others who are priced, you know, like for instance, like Ankliyev above him, or um, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to name off guys that haven't done the breakdown on yet, but you know, a, a couple of flyers, yeah, but overall, I'm not going to put a ton of money on him. He's not his brother, but David Zawada is highly beatable, and he knows he's fighting for his UFC life. So I mean, if you want to put any stock in that and try to like take a single flyer on Zawada just for his price, cross your fingers, pucker your butt cheeks, and close your eyes. Uh, other than that, I'm not taking him. Uh, next up, we've got the very fun to watch, actually, uh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Penny Kianzad. And I really like this fight for Jessica Rose Clark. It's not a bad travel for her. She's coming up from Australia. And I know Penny trans, trains in the States. Uh, and she lives in Sweden. So overall, I mean, distance isn't bad for either of them. And it's kind of strange that they put this fight so low on the card, uh, being second to last, or third to last, excuse me. Um, but I like Jessica Rose Clark to get a win here. Uh, Penny's going to gas. I mean, it's what she does when she loses. I mean, she has a chance to put up decent volume, and I think on the losing side of things, she might actually put up enough to include her in a cash lineup. So I wouldn't be upset if that was the case, but I like Jessica Rose Clark in this fight. Um, her price tag is 8200 so you're getting good value on either side for these girls. And, yeah, I mean... Just like with most female fights, and it's not being stereotypical and it's not being sexist, women throw more strikes. They do. Like, uh, you know, round for round, if you're looking for somebody to put up decent volume, you know, even a loser in a female fight, you're, you're looking at some decent points. You know, finishes are there. It is entirely possible, but I, I think this one is, is going to be grueling, and I like Jessica Rose Clark to take it. Uh, next up on the card, we have... The uh, matchup between Alexander Yakovlev and Roosevelt Roberts. So this is kind of a really interesting matchup between uh, Roosevelt Roberts, who's a prospect who was derailed in his last performance against Vince Pichel. Had a good first round, uh, came out and, and just got mauled in the next two rounds. I mean, not like terribly mauled, but I mean, he was fully mounted at the end of the second. And, and he ended up losing a decision to Vince Pichel, who had been out for a long time. I know it's Pichel, but... I'm saying things fast because I'm trying to burn through these. Uh, Alexander Yakovlev has had a very tumultuous UFC career. He's 3-4 and four in the UFC, but, I mean, the man made his debut against Damian Maia. And he's got some, he's got some good wins under his belt against uh, Gray Maynard and George Sullivan, who he knocked out. Um, but he's got a loss to Kamaru Usman, you know, and then uh, he lost to Zach Cummings and took three years off, probably to focus on his rap career. Yeah, he's a Russian rapper, folks. And then he came back in April and got himself a finish in the second round against Alex De Silva Cohelo. So I'm looking at uh, Yakovlev at home uh, to get a W here. 
and he's an underdog. So if you're looking for a live dog on this card at, at 7,700, Yakovlev is not a bad pick, though the athleticism of Roosevelt Roberts is what people are probably gambling on. I just like Yakovlev at home here. I mean, that's how you win a GPP. You take guys like Yakovlev in these positions. 7,700, good price for a guy like him. Uh, and then that brings us to the final fight of the night slash the first fight of the night since I went in reverse. Uh, that's uh, Gregory Popoff versus Davy Grant. And, man, this is going to be ugly. I mean, Davy Grant, it, he's more of a submission guy. He's 10-4, and, and he's really lackluster. He was a runner-up on one of those random seasons of The Ultimate Fighter, the one that uh, Chris Holdsworth won before he got a concussion and then decided to retire super early. Uh, Team Alpha Male guy. But Davy Grant... Not impressive to me. You know, he's going up against uh, Gregory Popoff, who's had one fight in the UFC, and it was against Eddie Wineland, and Eddie Wineland beat the pants off of him. I mean, it was ugly. It was like Popoff looked like a zombie, you know, and uh, the thing he's got going for him is he's a very powerful striker. He's just kind of slow and plodding, and he's got really powerful leg kicks. I just see more upside on Popoff than I do on Grant. In fact, I don't see really any upside on him. And when you're talking about uh, the prices on him, I mean, Grant's fadeable even as a loser. And Popov at 9000 I'm probably going to take him in a couple. But make no mistake, this is going to be an ugly fight. So uh, with that said, everybody, uh, we're going to draw this podcast to a close. But I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, DFS Prime Lineups. Uh, if you use the promo code PRIME10, that's prime ten one zero. P-R-I-M-E-1-0 at DFSPrimeLineups.com. You're going to get 10% off your first month subscription with the site. Uh, You're going to want to download Discord and join the group where there is tons of info. There is bankroll calculators. There's group discussions. Uh, We're even doing the the new uh, draft, which I think is through FanDuel. Uh, It's new to me as well. And then, like, we've got all the obscure things covered from tennis and NASCAR to me doing MMA and... uh, the tiers that are going on on DK and a a couple of other things that I'm not even familiar with. It's just a lot and it's great. So if you are all in on DFS and you are struggling with the more fringe things outside of the main uh, big three, big four team sports, then this group is for you. Uh, Prime is amazing. He's got great communication. He's always there to answer your questions, even if it's posted in, in one of the other subgroups within the, within the app. And if he's not available, anyone else is ready to step up and help you. Everybody is super friendly, super cool. Uh, if you are new to DFS, it's even better. This is why we do what we do. So please check it out. That's promo code PRIME10 at DFSPrimeLineups.com. All right, everybody. It's been a great first week back. Go light, and I will see you next Thursday.